0: You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU Sports Team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host Patricia Caputo. Joining me is Andre Champagne and Cassidy Johnson. How are we doing today? Great. How are you?
1: It's been a. It's been a week. <laughs>
0: been a little bit of a heartbreak that's what we'll start with that's all we're going to talk about today actually Florida State defeated LSU in what some may call an absolute heartbreaker with one second left on the clock quarterback Jaden Daniels threw a two-yard touchdown to wideout Jerari Jenkins giving LSU the opportunity to send the game into overtime all the team needed was an extra point. Then LSU sends out redshirt freshman kicker Damian Romas to tie the game, and his kick was blocked, leading the Seminoles to a victory and allowing them to stay undefeated this season. Everything that went wrong for LSU went wrong. Like Everything that could have went wrong, went wrong for them. But one of the positives was quarterback Jaden Daniels, who was announced hours before the game that he'd be starting over Garrett Nussmeyer. So, what skills did Jaden Daniels show us that Helped us as fans and the media realize this is why he earned the starting quarterback role.
1: I think that Jaden Daniels impressed and extending plays where he should have been sacked in so many occasions. Um, on the last few drives, I saw a lot of positives from Jaden. Uh, he looked way more comfortable in the pocket, especially in the fourth fourth quarter. But for me, the line is going to have to hold up way better in mm-hmm. protecting him.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think he looked very. Um, athletic and agile and I he was a great runner and I think that's some something we had seen since Joe Burrow because I mean I mean me personally I feel like our past quarterbacks just kind of look a little unathletic Mm -hmm. but he was he was looking very athletic and I think he had a great debut besides of being spoiled.
0: I agree besides the loss what he showed to me is that this is why he earned that starting role right he can be a mobile quarterback if needed he can throw the balls he has a lot of weapons out there that We'll get to in a moment about who he decided to utilize in that game. But as Cassidy said, the last few years our quarterbacks have been iffy, you may say, other than Joe Burrow in 2019. We have been yearning for that leadership on this team. Do we think that Jaden Daniels can bring that to this LSU offense?
1: Yeah, he's definitely going to take that leadership role um, that the wide receivers, I would say, need the most. I think somebody on the offensive line is going to have to step up and be the leader of that kind of position group. But um on Sunday I saw multiple times that, you know, Jaden was confronting or he was comforting uh especially Kaishawn Bute. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a catch going into the second half and he you know he was just talking to him on the sideline. And I think, you know, that was huge and just him playing a role. He's gonna have to be like that for all the guys on the offense.
0: Yeah, I think that was something that we saw out there, him comforting Kayshawn Butte, him being able to rally his team when they were down, we're still gonna win this game, we have to stay focused. I was very excited to see that because that's something that we didn't see so much last year with Max Johnson. Right, so, Max,
1: Max just let him, let him play.
0: Right, he and was, we and you needed someone that was a little older because now you have Jana Daniels who's been playing experience. college football for a few years compared to these wide receivers like Brian Thomas Jr. and Jack Bash who are all sophomores, they're a little younger, whereas Kayshawn is one of the veterans on that wide receiver core. Speaking of Keyshawn Boutte, Daniels did not target him as much as fans were expecting. Boutte finished the game with two receptions for 20 yards, and he averaged about 10 yards per reception. Is Boutte's limited targets a result of a possible, like the injury he had last season, maybe missing some time, or have Jaden Daniels just not found his rhythm yet with Boutte? Well, first off,
2: I mean, the O-line was really not doing anything Mm -hmm. for Daniels. He was, I think he was doing the best he could with the time he had you know, limited in the pocket because you, you have so much time when somebody's rushing at you. So I think he did great with, you know, what he had. And also, like, on the field, bute he looked so going through the motions, didn't look like he was really there. And, you know, if he would mess up, he'd just kind of be hard on himself. And you can't really do that, um, at, that at this stage, at this level. You got to have short-term memory. Like, drop a pass, you got to be like, dang, got to do better on the mm-hmm. next route, got to run a better route, you know what I mean? And so I think... Um, he didn't get as many looks as he could have, but, I mean, with, with the looks that he was getting, he wasn't. I mean, he had, what, two drops maybe? Mm-hmm. I
1: think it was like two or three drops. Two to
2: three drops, and it's like, I mean, you have to trust your receivers, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, we got to shake this up.
0: We got to do something different. And one yeah. was a costly drop in the end zone at the yeah. beginning of the game.
1: Yeah, that, that should have been caught, especially from a guy like mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to say it was – I don't think it was either him being hurt or, you know, I don't think it's him and Daniels finding the rhythm yet. I would say, um, you know, he was getting double teamed most of the night. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't see that. Uh, he was getting safety help the whole whole entire night. So, you know, even he really never got one-on-one coverage. And if, if he did, he would have had a field day. Um, but there was one occasion where he just didn't even look for the ball and right. it just hit him in the chest. Mm-hmm. There's There's no explaining that you have to do better.
0: Florida State did exactly what they needed to do, and that was to make sure that they limit Kayshaun Boutte. That's most likely the goal of every single team who's going to play us this year. Limit your best player. And that's why he is such a threat for defenses. So they did their job there, but I do think that Kayshawn let it get to his head. That I don't know if he's ever been in that position where he was double teamed. he couldn't make passes, and that's difficult, especially when you start off the game dropping your reception in the end zone. You're coming back from injury. You haven't played in a real game for a while. In that respect, I do believe that he let it get to his head, and it's just growing pains that we'll have to go through throughout the season. But talking about this wide receiver core, you have a lot of other guys to rely on, as we mentioned, Brian Thomas, Kyron Lacy, Jack Bash, the list goes on. Is Boutte not being the main target a real issue?
1: I don't think it's a big issue because, like you said, we have all those guys that stepped up big time on Sunday. Um, Brian Thomas had five receptions. Mason Taylor, I think, had two to three receptions, mm-hmm. big, big catches. Um, I think Kyron Lacey had like one reception. And then uh, Jare Jenkins, which is the one I'm most impressed mm-hmm. with, had those last two touchdowns. And he's, he's been always just a consistent guy that you can just always rely on when you need somebody.
0: And he's always under the radar, too. Right, he's not talked yeah. about because then, he's in Kayshawn's spotlight.
1: And then you have Malik.
0: Mm-hmm, true. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously we need a um,
2: a star receiver, but sometimes when that doesn't work out, you're able to have a more versatile um, offense, honestly. so
0: I love the idea of them shutting down Kayshawn in some moments. I, he'll be able to get open eventually. He's yeah, one of the best. He's
1: going to have his big But
0: games. knowing how how much depth we have in this wide receiver core, that's scary for a defense. That they have to go out there and study a ton of film on a bunch of different players and say, okay, well, if we shut down Kayshaun, they have about four or five more other guys that we have to worry about. Right. So I don't think it's so much of a big deal, especially in the first game, because it makes it even harder for teams that we're going to play in the future to have film on him.
1: Yeah, we had nine different guys that caught a pass from mm-hmm. Jayden yeah, Daniels.
0: exactly. i love to see that, in my opinion. I think that's yeah, great I, I for agree. an offense. Especially that, I mean, that's
1: stuff you saw from the national championship team in 19. Yes, and that's something share the wealth
0: That's something we need right now with John Emery still being suspended for one more game because we don't really have a running offense as we've seen, that we don't have a great run-pass game right now. So having those wide receivers to help open up the offense will be a great asset for this LSU team. After the game, Boutte and other players – erased all of their pictures from social media, along with Butey specifically removed all mention from LSU from his bio. The only thing he kept was an NIL deal, his Get Gordon NIL deal. And there was some speculation that he was transferring. And then we realized that guys like Malik Neighbors and Kyron Lacey also deleted all their photos from social media due to the fear of receiving negativity, which they did, as Andre and I discussed a few, week, a few days ago when we were talking that they received death threats and they received a lot of Negative comments. As a sports fan, how heartbreaking is it to see these athletes have to go ghost to avoid, as I said before, death threats and negativity?
2: I mean, it's, it's really heartbreaking because, I mean, I feel like people forget that these are people too. Mm-hmm. And I think with college football and, I mean, sports in general, people are like, this is a player. You need to win me a game. My, my everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, these are people and just imagine, you have a you have a bad day at work today, Patricia, and somebody's <laughs> like, Patricia, you should go die. You had a really bad day yeah. today, you blah, 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 like, we're <laughs> people at mm-hmm. the end of the day, and I just think that's heartbreaking. And they're like kids, like, some of these people are like kids. Yes. you are like
1: our age. My yeah. Neighbors is 19 years
2: old. 19. I just, I couldn't imagine having to deal with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and so it does hurt to hear that. I just hate how fans are so wish-washy, too, mm-hmm. like-
1: I think it's not only LSU fans. I think it. I think it's everywhere. Yeah. But LSU fans especially are bad. Like I, I completely agree with you. It's it's heartbreaking. Uh, I hate seeing this. You know, from LSU fans especially, they're gonna have to be better. Um, LSU fans, I would say, are the most demanding and impatient fans in the in the entire world, because they're they're just they always want more, and they want it now. They don't. They're not patient. So like, obviously when those feelings come into play, they're going to say stuff like that.
0: It is. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Cassidy, you gave a great example because you also have to realize that these people have families. So right. you're able to go home. You're, you can have a bad day at work, go home to your family. And now they can't go home. They can't escape social media. They can't escape Instagram and the horrific things people are saying. And Andre, you made another good point as their kids. They're in the same classes we're taking. They're trying to get a degree. They're trying to make a career for themselves. And I can't even imagine just us in the media if Every time we made a mistake or tripped over our words that someone was saying that we should just give up on all our hopes, we should just leave and yeah, retire, like, leave. Be, because they're still learning and they're still growing as well. And no ma- amount of betting or whatever you may be upset about or even losing, yeah, you're going to suffer heartbreak. You're a sports fan. That's what sports is all about. You're happy <laughs> yeah. and then you're sad. That's what
1: Louisiana sports <laughs> Exactly.
0: And that's <laughs> what makes it exciting in a way. But just to do that to kids, it's just you have to grow up. And that's just, athletes we just dehumanize them sometimes and that's such a big thing in sports and it's so it's heartbreaking to see just as a human in general even if you're not a sports fan it's just there should be morals and values and that's just one of them and it's not fair that they have to deactivate their accounts and take away something that we could call a human right right now because social media is so in in the know and that because they're fearful of just horrific comments that can affect them mentally as well after this loss if you're brian kelly And you see that players have had to do that because they're scared of the negative comments. You have Florida State coming after them. You have SEC teams, LSU fans. How do you rally your team and tell them to block out the noise when it's just so easy to hear these days?
2: You know, I mean, at this level, you can't really, I mean, I know it's hard to, it's easier said than done, but you can't really let that get to you because, I mean, you're playing a sport, you're playing a D1 sport, and on top of that, you're at LSU, one of the biggest schools in one of the best divisions. And so, I mean, if I'm Brian Kelly, I'm telling my players, you know, we have to take it one game at a time, short-term memory. We lost this game, but we got to bounce back. And, like, you just have to know that one, one moment people are going to love you. You had the best game ever. Everybody's like, ah, oh, we love you. Next game you might not have the best game and everyone's hating on you. You just have to remember, like, you know, don't take it to heart. Focus on bettering yourself for the next game and being the best you can be for the season, honestly.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Cassie. I think – you have to take it like day by day, game by game, and those guys are going to have to get off of social media. Yeah. I know it's I know it's harder. I mean, easier said than done. But for those guys to be at a, a better mental state, stop looking at Twitter, mm-hmm. especially Twitter. Yeah. Stop looking at Instagram comments. You got to you got to focus on the task at hand, and you got to focus on what's ahead of you because you know you're playing, and you need to focus on that.
0: Brian Kelly has been here time and time again, especially with social media coming in as he was a head coach. So he should know how to rally his team and be able to encourage them. He's a very honest coach. We saw that after the game where he said, well, I don't know if we can play any worse than that. (laughs) And then he went on to say, well, I mean, maybe we can. I I don't know. This is my first game, which wasn't very promising for LSU fans. He's a big joke. But (laughs) yeah, I think he just doesn't laugh when he says jokes. But it was true. We've played, or LSU rather, played a very bad game. And we only lost by a point. Yeah, so that's exactly. still that's promising that they're going to come in here next week, defeat Southern, hopefully get their confidence back a little bit, and then go on to play these bigger SEC teams. Circling back to Kayshawn, as I said before, you had two receptions. Does this reflect Brian Kelly?
1: I don't think so. I don't think it affects him just because you have so many options at wide receiver, and I don't think Kelly just bases the offense just around Kayshawn. Mm-hmm.
0: So. That's what I think that about Kayshawn too. That Brian Kelly came in here almost with a clean slate. That everyone's going to earn their position there. Uh, this is what I have, and whoever, whatever I decide is going to be what I decide is what I want to see yeah. in camp. And I really do. Th- think that it's just a, like Jaden Daniels, Keshawn Butte. Butte didn't always play in the summer and things of that nature because he wasn't 100% healthy. And now that he is just getting into the rhythm, and hopefully this line can improve because that's the next thing we're going to talk about as to the reason why Keyshawn may have not gotten the receptions that we expected him to have, especially center Garrett Dellinger, who helped, helped us lose this game in a sense as he had a few costly snaps. How soon is too soon to panic at that center position?
1: I'm not worried about Dellinger at all. I know he... I know that snap ca- costed us a drive, but he did well the rest of the game. He didn't do anything. Lots of people don't know how stressful it is uh, at the center position. You have to be the smartest player on the field. You have to call out the defensive fronts. You have to call out the linebackers blitzing. Uh, you have And you also have to snap the ball. And that's, that's really hard. That's three things at once. So I think he's going to build off of that mistake, and he's going to be better. There's definitely more questionable people on that line that we need to worry about.
2: <laughs> right. And I mean this was just his first time playing center. He made the switch in the spring. Um I I wouldn't say we should be worried. If if the problem continues to happen, obviously, you know, we should probably check it out. But I see I see let's see what he does, Southern mm-hmm.
0: and then work
2: it out from there, honestly.
0: Right. You're under the lights. It's a new position. You're playing in an NFL stadium. There's nerves there. It's a little nerve wracking. As I said before, growing pains, this whole team is going through growing pains right now. I don't think there's anything to worry about right now but it is something that we have to look into in the future and just hopefully that we can improve on. Another improvement we needed was the backfield, but we did expect this with John Emery being suspended for the first two games. But what we didn't expect is many of us were assuming that Noah Kane would be starting the transfer from Penn State, but instead we saw Armani Goodwin in the backfield on one of the first series of the game. What skills does Goodwin have or show this this offseason that Kelly said, okay, I need Goodwin to start?
1: I would say based off just... Armani Goodwin's experience uh, won the job because, I mean, Goodwin was there for spring camp. He was there, and then Noah Kane came in just for summer camp. So I think that kind of hurt Noah Kane and uh, reps and stuff like that. But Goodwin, I think he's just a better athlete, I would say. Noah Kane's more smart. I think he can find the gaps easier, mm-hmm. but they wanted a more physical back that could block for Daniels, you know. I would say that.
0: I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you too. I think that's why that he won the position. It's as simple as that. Where Noah Kane wasn't here, Brian Kelly got to see a little more, more of Armani Goodwin, so he decided to start him. Also that helped that backfield is possibly why we didn't see as many touches as we had hoped was quarterback Jaden Daniels. He ran for 114 yards. Is that why we didn't see as much production in the backfield?
1: No, I don't think we saw rushing. I don't, I don't think him rushing for that many yards is necessarily why we didn't see production from the backfield. I think it's obviously because the offensive line was just flat out yeah. horrible the first three quarters of the game, and there was no <clears throat> holes for them to go through. I mean, it was just the whole right side was just bad.
0: Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah, it, it was. It was definitely difficult, and that's something LSU has been struggling for a few years. And
1: they're young. I would yes. say they're young. They need a mesh a little bit, like mm-hmm. like we had talked about on the Sunday show. I didn't think. I thought. You know, we had mentioned. I think the offensive line is going to be who makes or breaks this team. Mm-hmm. I still think it is.
0: Yeah, He's, I I, I, mean, I agree said, with you. You saw it Sunday. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about, Malik Neighbors having delete 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 his social media due to possibly receiving death threats. The death threats may have sprouted from his two muff punts where he forced two turnovers, but he did catch five of his targets. So that is something that LSU fans, if you're going to go out there and send. Death threats, even if you're not an LHVN, whoever you are, make sure that you're looking at the stats because he was crucial in helping us score that last touchdown. That last drive. He had
1: had really, I think, two or three big catches on that.
0: Yes. So he caught all five of his targets, didn't drop a pass, and helped us win the game, helped us score the game-winning touchdown that fans just seemingly forget about. Do we need to make a change at kick returner? Because... It's not that Malik's the problem there at wide receiver. So, do you think we need to make a change there? And if so, who should it be?
1: I don't think so. I think that's just going to ruin his confidence even more. I think he just needs to work on it a little more this week, especially get rid of the nerves. I think once he made that first mistake, it's it's mental. It's it's mental issues after that. And uh, if they do end up changing the return, it's going to be Sage Ryan.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. It it is all mental. You know, you you think it's easy, like hey, just go kick that, Mm -hmm. uh, just go catch that punt. It's just more more that goes into it and I agree you will shock his confidence if you're like after one mess up I mean well not one but like after two two, after just one game it's like hey you know you kind of have to have trust but I do agree I do think it might either be Sage Ryan the red shirt um, freshman or I was hearing that it might be Javen Nicholas as well they're putting him into the mix Um, I wouldn't mind seeing either of them but I do agree I don't want to not hurt his feelings but you know that's just it's the nature little, of the beast.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes, I could see Sage Ryan as well if we do decide to make that change, but we don't get into SCC play yet. I would see how the Southern game goes. You're at home, the nerves are calmed down a little yeah. more, and let him settle in. What I did like about Malik Neighbors is before he had to delete all his social media, he posted a story, and it was of an LSU basketball player who put his chin down, and then a teammate came up to him and just lifted his chin up, like just saying, "Hey, chin up, I'm going to be okay." And it was just it showed me a lot of leadership in Malik Neighbors, even though he is young, he's only a sophomore and it showed the confidence that he has that i know i messed up i made mistakes but that's not going to happen anymore and i'm ready to get back to work and improve so i love seeing that from such a young wide out
1: yeah Jare jenkins kind of talked about it in the post-game um press conference he 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 comforted him and mm-hmm. uh i think everybody on the team kind of did you know they know his capability and it's it's the ceiling that's how good he yeah. is He's a young guy. Mistakes are going to happen. It just so happened that he picked that game mm-hmm. to have done that with millions of people watching. Yeah. So, you know, that that is, I think, only going to fuel him in the end. I think it's going to help mm-hmm. him, you know, become better.
2: Even LeBron James. Did y'all see that? He was tweeting about it too, so.
1: Yeah, it was uh, he Le- saw that. LeBron saw it. Yeah. I think um, AJ, A.J. Brown saw it too, yeah. and he tweeted about it, so.
2: Just to have all that support, I know.
0: I know that feels good. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what you need because a few different things go right in that game, and Malik Neighbors isn't the one he's to blame. And, and yeah, yeah, by the
1: way, the two muff punts, zero points from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Zero. We had the stop on fourth and two with uh, Sage Ryan with the pass breakup and then the fumble on the fourth and goal. So. Right,
0: so he's not all blame. I don't think there's anyone in this game where you can say, oh, it was all his fault because there right. were just too no, many there mistakes.
1: There's too much. I mean <laughs> –
0: Moving on to the defense, one of our earliest struggles was that Mason Smith had to leave early with an injury. It was announced yesterday night that he is out for the season with an ACL tear when he was celebrating. It was a celebration that he Not just tweaked his knee. It, it's, that's another heartbreaking thing yeah. to see just as a sports fan. It's where you turf fields for you. Yes. And that's another discussion that we can definitely have another time because turf fields, do tend to cause more injuries. It happened with Michael Gallup. It's happened on the Washington Commanders field a few times. So there's definitely huge discussion within that. Mason Smith tears his ACL out for the season. What does this injury mean for LSU moving forward?
1: It's, It's huge. I mean, Mason Smith is just a generational talent. His build is huge. His athleticism is just unmatched. And I mean, there's really no replacing them. But I mean, we have guys. It's next man up you can't just feel bad for yourself and say you know we're screwed mm-hmm. no you know it's next man up and and i feel confident with the guys we have up i mean i think um uh, makai wingo he did so good on sunday filling his shoes and uh i think he's going to he's going to do a great job
0: mm-hmm. i would say that just when i was watching that F- fsu game before we got into it i said B.J. Ojolari, Mason Smith, and Ali Gay can single-handedly win this game for us. They can get to the quarterback. They can make the plays. They can put pressure on Jordan Travis. And now you lose that guy for the rest of the season. As well as during the Southern game for the first half, you're going to lose Ali Gay because he was ejected against FSU for targeting. What does this mean for B.J. Ojolari? You have Mason Smith out. You have Ali Gay, who's unable to play the first half. Does this put more pressure on Ojolari, and do we think he can handle it?
1: I don't think it's more pressure on Ojalaire. I think it's more pressure on the guys that are going to fill those roles, like like we said, Makai Wingo. I think Jaquelyn Roy is going to have to do a good job of you know filling that role too. Savian Jones did a little bit. He had a little bit of reps in um, on Sunday. He did okay. But he's gonna have to get to the backfield.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with what you were saying. It it is next man up. It's your time to shine. You gotta see, like, are you are you built for this? And um, I really think that BJ Ojalar he is gonna step up. I mean, he's number eighteen for a reason. You need to go out there, be the leader that you know everyone thinks that you are,
0: and you just gotta step up to the plate. Where I want to see B.J. step up is, which he has done before, being that he's number 18, but now he really has to step into that role as a leader, because there was Mason Smith. Even though he was young, he was still able to help lead the defense, and you had Ali Gay, who's been here for years now. So B.J. is now going to have to rally against that whole defense and take him under his wing and say, okay, this is how it's going to happen. We got this. We have to have the confidence. And then you get Ali Gay back in the second half, and hopefully he'll be able to come in there and help lead the team along with B.J., Speaking in general of LSU, there was a ton of holes in this team that we could go on and on and talk all day about. Going into the Southern game, the first game at home, what is one thing LSU has to do better this week?
1: I can't only give you one, so I'll give you a few. (laughs) Um, I think uh, offensive line protection is top priority, especially when passing, uh, but next running. Uh, Linebackers, they're going to have to just tackle. I mean, flat out just tackle. They could not tackle on Sunday. They need to do strictly tackling drills with all the defense. Uh, the play calling, I would say the coaching just needs to be better on the um, defensive side, and the discipline needs to be way better. The penalties were out of hand on, mm-hmm. on Sunday.
2: I agree. Everything needs to be better, um, especially with the O-line. I mean, we want Daniels to show what he's really made of. He mm-hmm. needs more time in the pocket. We have a great wide receiver court. Let's showcase them. We have a great backfield. Let's be able to showcase them. Um, I did like how mobile he was that game, though. I did appreciate that. I like to watch quarterbacks like that sometimes, not like you know the usual traditional quarterback. I like a running quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Love watching Lamar Jackson play. <laughs> so, you know, I enjoyed seeing that. But we really need to work on the O-line the field goal unit team mm-hmm. let's talk yeah, about special that teams. Just, it, just. and it's not just um damien's fault the kicking no, right it's not right i hated fault. seeing all this hate that he was
1: getting
0: mm-hmm. not his fault they need to block yeah he kicked yes. it so
1: hard that it literally hit the field goal post after being blocked jared,
0: exactly jared verse on florida state got right through the left side there wasn't protection yeah, emery
1: yeah. jones was the guy that led him through mm-hmm. i think on both occasions. I think it was
0: Emory Jones, Cam Wire. That was the they, two guys. They that they need to Wire,
1: Cam Wire might have to get replaced at right mm-hmm. tackle.
0: Yeah. Like what was going on? There is yeah. there's there's a lot of questions for this team. For me it'd be the offensive line. We just have to get that figured out. Yeah. Simple things like high snaps, I understand it's a new position, but it just can't happen. That's not how right. you win football games. You gotta limit the penalties. You have to limit the rather practice mistakes. Those are just mistakes you make in practice, not mistakes that you make in a game. But we will hope that LSU can fix all these issues by this Saturday when they go on to take on Southern at 6.30 p.m. in Tiger Stadium and this will be the first time the Tigers have ever taken on the Jaguars despite both teams being in Baton Rouge. This has been the Hodges Huddle. I am Patricia Caputo. Joining me was Andre Champagne and Cassidy Johnson.